Hello, hello everyone. Welcome healing family back once again with your girl Keisha the Poet. And I just want to thank God that you are here with me again today as we talk about real topics as we talk about trauma as we talk about healing as and as we talk about our responsibility and god's responsibility in that process right and so it's such so exciting to have you guys back again and i just pray that god will just take the lead today as we go into our topic today which is a very 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 serious topic that happens to a lot of people and oftentimes they struggle with this and it really is a matter of identity but I will get into that further Um, but today's topic is if you do not already know what you do you can see it on the title (laughs) is the art of being misunderstood this topic is very near and dear to my heart because this topic is me you know this topic is me this topic may be you This may be something that you have gone through and it has just been really a journey, you know, of constantly trying to rewrite others' ideas and projections of you. Let me say that again. I know it has been a journey of you constantly trying to rewrite others' ideas and thoughts and projections of who you are, of who they think you are, right? Because who anyone thinks you are still is not who you are. God would have to reveal to a person who you are, who you truly are, your true identity. And a lot of times people only see from their level and perspective and their awareness, right? So if someone's awareness is limited and they see you a certain way, they're not truly seeing you. They're really seeing a distortion of who you are, right? So we're going to get into all of that. We're going to challenge these thoughts that we constantly think about ourselves, these thoughts of constantly feeling misunderstood and these emotions. We're going to work through that today, hopefully in the next 25 minutes. (laughs) Um, God will be able to provide some guidance for us. Okay, guys, so let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you, God. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for this time where we can come before you, God, where we can worship you, God, in spirit and in truth, Lord. We thank you, God, because we are fearfully and wonderfully made, God. And we know that you, God, have a plan and a purpose for us and that you know the plans that you have for us. Amen. And Lord Jesus, even now, I just pray that you'll cover each and every listener here today. I pray that you'll remind them that they are loved and that they are cherished and cared for and valued by a wonderful creator who created the heavens and the earth and the universe and all the universes and all of its complexities and the stars god we thank you that a god that is so big and powerful and mighty is so willing to step into our lives and to love on us so dearly we thank you because today god is the day God, that we will know and have a greater understanding of our identity in you. In Jesus' holy and precious name, I pray. Amen. 
Amen, you guys. Amen, amen, amen. First, I want to say I do apologize for the <laughs> long stint <laughs> before the next podcast. It hasn't been that long, though. You know, I've been kind of proud of myself. I've been trying my best to stay consistent, but it's been a few weeks out than what I wanted to or the time in which I wanted to release this. So um, I actually am in the midst of a family emergency but through all of that god still is speaking right and we have to understand that uh fresh manna is falling from heaven every single day what is fresh manna okay so this is a whole biblical um story in a biblical layout but manna is 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 bread right and so back in the old testament moses and the children of egypt when they were traveling at one point god gave them manna bread from heaven because they were like complaining they're like oh my gosh we is hungry i'm hungry which i feel them i'm not gonna lie if i was wandering in the wilderness for you know a couple 40 years i would be hungry too and so god was like okay what he did was is he sent fresh bread from heaven literally fresh bread from heaven but what did he tell the children of israel he told them hey i'm sending you this fresh manna from heaven right but do not store it so when the fresh bread comes from heaven this is the bread for today right and tomorrow there will be a whole new fresh batch of bread okay So you can't save today's bread because there will be bread for tomorrow. Trust me. Just trust me. Did the children of Israel trust him? No. Why? Why? Because we're human. (laughs) We're human. And a lot of times it's easier to believe what we can see versus what we cannot see. And a lot of times that creates a distortion in our perception, which is what I really want to attack because I've experienced that distortion in my perception too, where I never saw the big picture. I only saw it from a place of my pain. Amen. Well, alrighty. So this is what I'm saying that through the midst of what I may be personally going through, that God is speaking and that fresh man is falling every day. So just to wrap up the story with the Israelites, <laughs> the Israelites didn't listen because they didn't trust God, of course. So what did they do? They stored up the fresh bread from today and then tomorrow came. And when tomorrow came, guess what? All of the manna, all of the bread was spoiled. And they're like, what's going on? All this bread that I've stored up is now spoiled. God was trying to teach them that through the midst of your struggle, through the midst of of your pain, and through the midst of your, your hunger, that I will provide. I will take care of you. But you have to trust me, right? And so every day, God would begin to rain down fresh manna so that the individuals could receive it and received fresh manna. So I say that to say that regardless of what I may be personally going through, God has a new word and a fresh word for you guys every single day. And so for me, as a messenger of Christ, I have to make sure sometimes that sometimes I got to put myself aside and I have to continue to be obedient and get these messages out that God is constantly downloading 
building in me. Understand, guys? So um, that's just a preface. (laughs) But today I really want to get into the art of being misunderstood and what does that look like and, and what is really happening because our pain can tell us one thing. And I can tell you guys just from my personal experience, I felt misunderstood my whole life, even up to today, child. I could explain something with clarity. I could explain something. I could break it down, baby, and still be misunderstood. And so for a long time, that really bothered me because it's like the way I'm presenting the way I am is not the way that you are seeing me. And so it creates this alternative distortion of identity and who we are. And so it's so important that we know who we are. What is your identity? Who are you? You, These are questions you have to ask yourself because if you don't know who you are, you will constantly be defining and measuring up yourself, also at times overcompensating in certain areas to be what it is others are saying you are instead of being who God has called you to be, right? So let's jump into it. Being misunderstood, the art of being misunderstood. A lot of times people don't understand you, right? You may have been a person who has constantly tried to be loving and open and pure and genuine, but you don't get that same energy back. And you're wondering why, like, I've never done anything to this person. I've never caused any harm. I just don't understand why I'm being perceived in this way. And what you have to understand is that people can only see you from their level of awareness and their level of pain. Because what pain will do is it will jump into, thank you, Holy Spirit, the driver's seat of who you are, the driver's seat of your vision, and literally paint a picture of something that is probably not true in reality, right? In your own personal world, you may think, okay, this is the case. Let me give you an example. For example, let's say... Um, this is a common example, but let's say somebody walks past you and you know them and they just walk past you and they don't say hello, right? If you are operating from a place of rejection, thank you, Holy Spirit, you will interpret that person not saying hi to you as, oh, she got a problem with me. Why? Because from your place of awareness from your place of pain you've experienced what it is like to be rejected you know what that looks like and so anything that hints as close to rejection as possible it becomes a red flag in your mind and you suddenly take it as an offense when in actuality that person probably wasn't even paying attention right but because We only see from the level of our pain and the level of our awareness, we are oftentimes robbed of seeing things for how they truly are. And so in your case, as a person who's being misunderstood, people are only seeing you from the level of their pain, the level of their maturity, the level of their understanding, right? So when people throw words and blame on you and say things about you that are not true, Right. You have to remember that this is not who you are, but this is a projection. 
what is projection? Projection is a psychological term that pretty much says that individuals, when they cannot deal with painful situations or overwhelming situations or um, painful or overwhelming identities, that they throw these adjectives, these, these descriptive words, they throw that onto someone else because they couldn't handle that that's who they are themselves. So an example of projection would be that, you know, there's a mother and a daughter, right? And the mother goes, oh my, you're getting fat to the daughter. The daughter could either take it personally and, you know, be offended, or she could see that, wait a minute, wasn't mom just looking in the mirror the other day and constantly primping herself? Wasn't mom the same person that was talking about her own weight and how much she hated her own self-image? So now, because mom, the mom in the situation, does not want to deal and identify with those emotions, they project, mom is going to project those emotions onto daughter, okay? And so I hope that even frees somebody, I, I felt like that freed somebody, even just hearing that now, for some of you in your family systems, right, you have constantly been called something, called unworthy, called good for nothing, Call for called, you'll never amount to anything. All of these negative uh, adjectives have been placed on you to try to identify you when that's not who you are. That's who they are. Man, y'all not ready. Oh, man, y'all not ready. Don't make me preach. That's not who you are. That was never who you are. That's who they are. That's how they perceive themselves. And so instead of sitting with those feelings, processing those feelings as a mature, emotional, whole being, (laughs) they rather project that onto you and say, you know, you're the fat one. But no, to be honest, you're the one who feels that you are fat. And so now to overcompensate or to not deal with those feelings, you throw them off onto others in a form of projection. That happens a lot in this life, a, a lot everywhere, in media, everywhere, in fam- but mostly in relationships is when it matters most because these are people that you care about. You know, you would hope um, that they wouldn't respond in a negative way to you. But but in family systems, that does happen. Right. And so when you're understood, you have to understand that being misunderstood means that whoever is around you. Right. That is misunderstanding you, mischaracterizing you, mislabeling you. They are only seeing you from the level of their how do I explain this? Their awareness. They're only seeing you from the level of themselves. Sometimes they can even see you as an extension of themselves. But we'll get into that into another. <laughs> I don't know why God brought me this way, but hopefully that frees somebody knowing that, you know, if you've been called worthless or good for nothing, you'll never amount to anything in your life. If you've been called that, just know that that's not you. That was never your baggage to carry. And a lot of times what we will do in this life is we'll take on others' identities and carry it as if it were our own. And that is not the way to go. That is not what God has called us to be free from. Amen. So I got a few key points here. Uh, Bear with me. I got 15 more minutes with you guys. 
And so I'm just going to break down why you feel misunderstood, um, just even on a spiritual perspective and what God is trying to do whenever you begin to feel this way, because God is moving and working whenever you begin to feel like, dang, I'm misunderstood, right? So number one, God separates those he has called, right? So the Bible says, therefore, come out from their midst and be ye separate, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean and I will welcome you. So God is saying, separate yourself, be separate. God is like, listen, I understand that you feel misunderstood, but sometimes I'm, you got to separate yourself. And not only that, I'm separating you. <laughs> if you don't have the, the tools as yet, God is saying to separate yourself from people that do not have your well-being in mind, who aren't a part of your journey and your purpose. God will do it himself until you get them tools, <laughs> until he teaches you. Right. So what he will do is he will people will fall out your life. People will stop hitting you up out the blue. You thought you had a whole circle of friends. Now you ain't got no friends. You're wondering why, why? But God is separating you because he's taking you somewhere, right? So the moment you begin to feel misunderstood, feel like every time what you say is lost in translation, that is because God is beginning to, to refine you and put you in a new space in him and so in order to get to that new space you got to be separate because some people may still be on this level and I don't want to even say one level is higher than the other it's not about that I think it's more about position oh thank you holy spirit it's more about position than it is about levels <laughs> different people have different positions in God wow some people God has called to carry out specific and strategic missions that are directly connected to your identity. And he may be calling you to a higher place to carry out. It's kind of like this. It's kind of like this. If you're a CIA operative, for example, right? It's not that you're any better than a regular civilian, regular human being, right? But you have been giving us given a set of tools come through Holy Spirit. You've been giving a set of tools. This is not all that I wrote down in my notes, but I'm going to just flow. <laughs> you have been giving a set of given a set of tools, right? You've been your identity, the way you were created, how you laugh, how you talk, how you move, how you align yourself, how you respond to different situations. All of that is a blueprint of your identity that God has created that is unique to you. And so sometimes you may just be a CIA operative. You may have been created and purposed in a way for a specific strategic plan and it doesn't make you any better or any worse than anybody else you just have a specific mission so what god will do now this is good holy spirit god will separate you he will put you in a new place into a new thing in order to refine and train you Ooh, just like the cia operative to train you on those skills so so you are able to have a deeper understanding and awareness of how to carry out the plan and assignment that he has called you to. Oh my God, I feel like running. I feel like running right now because this is freeing me. This is freeing me as much as it's freeing you. 
God has specifically designed you a certain way. And not everybody's going to understand that. You know what? Let me jump to number three, because (laughs) this is what number three is about. Number three, I wrote the next level requires a level of misunderstanding from your peers because they do not live there. I'm about to fall out. Holy Spirit, come through. I am just a messenger. God, you get all the glory. Listen, God said the next level requires a level of misunderstanding from your peers because they don't live there. They do not reside at the address of next level. Man. All right, y'all. All right. I'm about to turn this podcast off because I'm about to go shout. I'm about to go shout real quick. Your peers, the people around you that do not understand you, they don't understand you because they don't live where you at. Oh, my God. And no, this is not a physical thing because you could be living in a household with family and still be misunderstood. Why? Because you are at a place. You are in a specific assignment that only God sees and has the vision for and is now imparting, God is now imparting that vision into you. Man, this is good. This is good. God is imparting that vision into you. So now when that vision becomes a part of you and you begin to change and you begin to physically become the person that God has called you to be, you're going to look different. You're going to look very strange to others. (laughs) And I say that with passion, feeling the Holy Spirit in my belly. You're going to look different and it's going to look weird. And, And people who are not assigned, come through Holy Spirit, assigned or attached to your purpose will not understand you and you have to be okay with that you just do you do take it as it comes take it as it goes you do you got to be okay with the fact that you will not be understood by a lot of people a majority of people and a lot of times it's it's usually when you're in the stages of refinement where you find this so oh even God is saying to me right now to tell you guys, count it all joy when you face many trials. Count this as a joyful thing. Count this as a good thing that you are misunderstood, especially if you're flowing in the vein and doing what God has called you to do. Oh, man, the count it a joyful thing being misunderstood, because that means that God is calling you deeper into your assignment into your purpose calling you higher in him calling you deeper in him and so the more you begin to be called to god what happens this is good the more you look like him and the more you look like him what do you look less like oh this is good the world so if you look more like god and less like the world who how you think the world is going to understand the things of god we're christian and we don't even understand the fullness of god eyes have not seen the bible says ears have not heard man listen what god is going to do in you is eyes have not seen it there are some assignments being birthed into this earth even right now that have not been done before 
things, ideas, concepts, plans that have not, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what it is that God has planned for your life. So I want you to be encouraged today. And oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm being encouraged myself. <laughs> be encouraged today knowing knowing that God has a plan for you and knowing that being misunderstood is an indicator. That's all it is. And I know it hurts. You know, guys, every episode, I always empathize with your emotions because I know what it's like to be invalidated emotionally. So emotionally, I get it. And I empathize. It's so hard, you know, because you try to talk to someone, you're you're talking past them instead of to them. It's just a lot of um, just a lot of flesh dialogue and no soul translation. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just a lot of fleshly talking, but there's no deeper understanding on a soul level of what is going on, right? They don't really feel you. And to be honest, in this life, you'll only get sometimes not even a handful of people that actually feel you, that understand your personality, your character, and doesn't take it as a as a threat or doesn't take your personality or character as uh, something that needs to be fought, something that needs to be shut down, but that will actually take it and cultivate it, mold it and, and, and make it what it needs to be and help you make it what it needs to be in Christ. And God is only going to send you a handful of people in that place because he wants you to depend solely on him. Right. So let me just jump back. I got a few more minutes. So let's just look back into the notes here. Um, uh, number two, I wrote that separation will make you a target. So now not only is God separating you to begin downloading into you what it is that you need to do and how you need to fulfill the assignment, right? Like the CIA, the operative, uh, black ops (laughs) assignment that he has for you. Right. Um, but you will be a target to the to the kingdom of the enemy to the kingdom of satan you become a target why because god sees something in you god wants to use you and when god wants to use you for his glory oh the enemy doesn't like that so on top of people's perceptions oh man this is good On top of people's perceptions of who they think you should be, now you have the enemy's perception, which is always a perverted version of God's perception, Mm. now being played into your mind. So let's break that down. Not only are you dealing with other people telling you, oh, you're this, you're that, you'll never be this, you'll never be that. But on top of that, and of course, yes, the enemy is using them in those moments. And let me just disclaimer this by saying that the individuals in your life that misunderstand you, it's not that you're any better or worse than them. It's not that, you know, they're just horrible people or they're possessed. Sometimes they're just being used at the time by the enemy. And we have to see the bigger picture. The Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. This fight, this wrestle, this war is not against our physical bodies. 
but it's against principalities and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. What does that mean? That means that if someone is misunderstanding you and making it a point to let it be known to you and try to give you an identity that is not yours, it's not them, but it's the spirit that is operating behind them and using their insecurities, using the things that they hate about themselves, using the things that they know that they don't like about themselves and projecting that onto you. So you see, behind every person, there is a puppet pulling the strings, and that's the enemy. So you have to be wary. What we don't want to do is come into a place where we say, you know what? Well, forget that. I just hate them, and I'm going to do me, and they can do them, and be in their own world. No, it's not them. They remember at their core, all of these people that misunderstand you are just broken and hurt people, hurt people. Amen. So I just want you to remember that even in this season and in this time, right? The separation will make you a target, but what? Don't worry about being a target because God allows things to happen only to perfect you and to build your faith, right? So let's look at the story of Job real quick. And I might have to do a part two because we already two minutes in and God is just on it. God is on it. (laughs) But um, yeah, uh, in the story of Job, right, he was a righteous, upstanding man before God. And, you know, one day he lost it all. He lost everything. He was well known, you know. But before that, there was a there was a scene in the Bible where we see that uh, Satan, the, the accuser of the brethren, the Bible calls him because he's constantly accusing us of all the bad, the wrong things we do before God. And Jesus stands as our lawyer. He's our advocate and he advocates for us. And he says, you know, she's still covered in the blood. I know she did this last night but God still got her amen and so in this scene in the book of Job in the Bible we see that Satan is moving amongst these heavenly hosts these angels and he goes into the main courts where God is and they're talking and God says have you considered my servant Job God brought up Job he said have you considered my servant Job he's such a righteous man before me right and and Satan goes well you know the only reason why Job is even worshiping you and why Job even you know has a relationship with you is because you give him everything God he has a big old family he has houses he has land he has cattle the man is rich like of course he's gonna be thankful because everything's going peachy keen so Satan said, well, well, what about this? Let's make a deal. How about this? You know, what if I take away everything (laughs) from Job? I bet you if I took away everything from Job, he still wouldn't serve you. God was like, oh, bet, bet. God allowed Satan to take everything. God said, go ahead, do what you got to do, but do not touch his soul. So what does this passage of scripture tell you? That even in the midst of your pain and your struggle, that everything that you encounter, every struggle, every tough situation that you encountered was put in your way, was strategically allowed by God in order to build you and make you stronger. And yes, Job lost everything, but in the end, he got double of everything back. Oh man, Woo-wee. God will bless you with double for your trouble. 
And I'm not just saying that because, you know, it's an old term, but he literally blessed Job with double of what he had just to prove that he is God and just to prove, you know, Job's faithfulness to him. Amen. So just to wrap it up, I just want to say that being misunderstood is a gift. And that's why we have to understand the art of it. It's an art to be misunderstood. (laughs) Listen, it forces you to truly know your identity and fight off the lies of the enemy when he comes with an identity related adjective that goes against who you are. So the enemy's going to come with all these adjectives, you're unworthy, you're just this or that, or you're drunk, you're an alcoholic, you're, you're this, you'll never be anything, blah, 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 blah. But if you know who you are in God, you can look that devil in the face and say, that's a lie. Whether that devil is manifesting as your mama, whether that devil at the time is manifesting as your boyfriend or or your friend or someone you confided in and they're telling you these things about yourself that are not true, pointing fingers and throwing off the, 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 the blame and, and projecting how they feel, right? You have to know who you are in Christ and know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made and decree and declare these things over you. So lastly, um, before I go... I just want to say that as a healer, because I know some of you guys out there are healers, right? You guys may have been called to the office of the prophetic and God will reveal that to you in due time, right? Whatever it is that you are called to do, you may be an intercessor in prayer, um, doing things like that. But as someone who is called by God, as a healer, in order to heal others, they have to come to terms with the fact that they're sick. They have to admit that they're sick in order to be healed. And a lot of times people do not want to admit the areas that they're sick in. They never want to come across because to admit that, to be transparent about how they're feeling would come across or or be seen to them as weak, which is not. You know, I'll tell you one thing. There's so much power and strength in being open and transparent and emotionally grounded, but still open about how you feel. And I try to navigate that as much as I can, you know, with my transparency with you guys being transparent that, hey, I'm not okay right now, but God, right? And in those places, that is where strength, the Bible says, um, God says, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. So in those moments where you feeling weak, you feeling down, God's strength is made perfect in that. Okay. And that is, that's a sign of strength to be emotionally open and, um, but in a place of strength and not vulnerability. Amen. Uh, So lastly, I just want you guys to know that you are so loved. You are so, so loved. And a lot of times when you walk with the spirit of God, the spirit of God is like a mirror and it shows others the areas where they may be inadequate in, where they may need to learn and grow and heal from. And people who aren't ready to experience the presence of God in that way, in, in the way of correction, will fight against that. They will fight against what it is. You could be the kindest person in the world, sweetest person, and people will still hate you. Why? Because the Spirit of God is a mirror that is going to show them the areas that they need to work on. Okay? So... I actually got through all my notes. Thank you, God. Um, And so I just want to encourage you guys that being misunderstood, baby, is an art. 
this is an art form, right? And that no matter what you're going through, no matter how misunderstood you may feel, I just want you to take a deep breath even now and just release all those those words and all those thoughts of of other people's version of who you are the 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 version that other people see you as is not your responsibility baby the only version of yourself you should worry about is your true self the original self and the self that god has called you to be amen so i love you guys and i pray that you will find peace and 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 security even in this time And I just want you to know I'm here for you as always. So let's just pray real quick and close out. God, thank you for coming and hanging out with us. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, the comforter, the teacher, the counselor who has come in and given us a beautiful message that we can all learn from today, God. I just thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for communing with us. And I pray for every individual who's listening under the sound of my voice that you, God, will do a new thing in their lives. I pray, God, that you will solidify their identity in you. Help them to understand their assignment, their kingdom citizenship assignment, God. Yes, Lord, in you. And help them to walk out what it is, God, that you have called them to walk out. Lord, I thank you and I praise you so much. And I pray that the person who is feeling misunderstood right now will remember that even though they may be understood, misunderstood by the world, that they are accepted and loved by the creator of this world, God. And that even you, Jesus, were misunderstood and still are misunderstood to this day. But you still love on those who have misunderstood. You help us to love on those who have misunderstood us in this time and in this season and help us to have grace towards them and forgiveness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen, y'all. Love you so much. Um, You can find me on Instagram at Keisha, K-E-I-S-H-A, the T-H-E, poet, P-O-E-T. Please do not be afraid to follow. I follow back. We are family and welcome to the healing family. (laughs) If you don't know already, um, this is my Let's Heal podcast, our Let's Heal podcast. And I just thank God. You know what? This is not my podcast. This is God's podcast. Amen. So this is God's podcast you know i'm just um i'm on the clock okay he owns it he owns it i'm just i'm just the employee okay (laughs) this is my assignment amen amen this is my assignment so i pray that god will help you to find yours so you can walk in it and be bold in it amen so i love you guys remember i am here for you you are loved you are worthy and i'm here for you listen if you need anyone to talk to hit me up in my dms keisha the poet k-e-i-s-h-a the t-h-e poet p-o-e-t i got your back i'm here for you and i love you so so much and jesus loves you as well have a wonderful day guys Mwah.